It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. A lot of great information today, so listen up, and exciting as well. And we are in... uh, Consultation today with Dr. David Drucker, interventional cardiologist, St. Mary Center Heart and Vascular Center, new treatment for blockage in leg arteries. That is quite a that's quite an undertaking there, Doc. Yes, and thanks for having me. Sure thing. There's a lot going on, and uh, I'm telling you, you've been uh, you've been with St. Mary's quite a quite a long time, haven't you? I have. I joined yep. the staff in 1999. Mm. What uh, drew you to St. Mary's way back when? It seems like the old days now, before the millennium. Yeah, I was on staff at the University of Chicago after I finished my training, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was presented with a wonderful opportunity to come back to the East Coast. St. Mary Medical Center at that time was really starting to blossom, yeah. to grow as a heart and vascular center in particular, and they were supporting uh, treatment of heart and vascular disease in really what I felt was an academic way in a community setting. It fit with what I was trying to do, and that, in addition to a nice practice opportunity, drew me back to the area. Yeah, cardiology, uh, you mentioned that, you get everybody's attention on, on, on that one, to be sure. And yeah, if you were going to look, take a look at uh, cardiologists, I mean, De Palma, the Bakey Institute in, in Houston was always a big heart center. And now, St. Mary's is right there, right there, right in the corridor there, New York, here, Philadelphia, Boston. Yeah, we're very Boston, proud yeah. of the accomplishments of the St. Mary Heart and Vascular Center over the last 20 years in particular. St. Mary has been doing uh, vascular procedures and mm-hmm. heart procedures for more than just that 20 years. But over the time that I've been there, they've really seen their service line blossom, right. their quality continue to improve. And I do believe what you say is accurate, that we provide academic level care in a community setting. And all the physicians work together with the administration and the ancillary staff to get that accomplished. Yeah, because if you're doing something new, everybody wants to know about it, so you're also farming out the results to others who hopefully will pick up on that as well, right? So you're Absolutely. Yeah. That's the research part of it. Uh, it's a new treatment, really. We're talking about uh, the first in Bucks County, among the first in the Delaware Valley, the first to offer. Uh, You're so literally on the cutting edge there, right? Yeah, today's procedure that we're talking about is something called the shockwave balloon lithotripsy device. Wow, I'm glad you said that. I know I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, It's a wonderful therapy, and it's not meant as a standalone therapy. What it's meant for is patients who have severe, very hard calcified blockages in their leg arteries who either are very sick to the point where their limbs are threatened or have severe uncontrollable symptoms despite maximal medical therapy. The device itself is helpful to take care of a problem that we often see in these vascular patients, which is that we take their pictures and we find that not only do they have blockages with soft cholesterol plaque, but they also have hardening of the artery. In some cases, completely surrounding or within the artery in a 360 degree circle. In the past, in order to treat these, patients can be offered surgery to do a bypass, 
but from an endovascular or minimally invasive treatment strategy. We've had to use other types of techniques or, unfortunately, just use balloons that can't expand the hardened plaque. Sort of just takes a, just a temporary thing. This is... For the, for, the, for the long haul, which is even better. It's yeah. a very unique uh, yeah. idea that's now being shown to have some good clinical benefit. It takes from uh, lithotripsy that you see people get for kidney stones. Yeah, you so, mentioned that. The how, yeah, for the uh, kidney stones, they can just you know almost take a shot at it, break it up, and then be on your way, right? Right. So some of the accepted therapies for symptomatic kidney stones is to go ahead and sit in a water bath, Mm -hmm. and they direct sound waves or mechanical waves at the stone that breaks it up so your body can get rid of a larger stone. This is a similar idea. The balloon catheter itself is engineered in a way that when a doctor pushes a button, mechanical waves will actually emanate from the balloon and selectively seek out the calcium inside of the plaque. So it leaves alone normal tissue, doesn't disrupt it. And what it will actually do is fissure or crack the plaque without causing it to break apart and go down the blood vessel. Mm. So it's a unique way of treating a very difficult problem. And clean, too. <laughs> very <laughs> clean. Yeah. Yeah. Crack the plaque. That's, the, that's, the, that's going to be the new motto here for the, this time around, right? Crack the Once plaque. Once the plaque is cracked, the yeah. doctor could then use balloons or he can use stents or any other therapies the doctor wants, and it can usually increase the success rate of those procedures both acutely and for the long term. And there's a cleanup part after that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the cleanup part, uh, luckily, with this procedure is minimal. Yeah. The nice part about this procedure is it really minimizes risk. So the doctor doesn't have to go in there with a drill The doctor doesn't have to send you to surgery if you're a candidate, and it can increase the results for the patient of benefit down the line. And you don't have to worry about multiple procedures. Step one is here. Step two is there. Now, if if we get lucky, maybe we can do something here. It's a, it's a lot more certain now with, with outcome. Yeah. I would describe yeah. it as a wonderful adjuvant technology to what we're already provided in the cath lab. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier uh, off the radio show about the amazing proliferation of therapies for heart and vascular disease. Yeah. And it's really been incredible over the past decade. This is just a wonderful addition and one that we're proud at St. Mary's to be able to offer. Right. Do you, uh, do you have to tour the tour other places to show them what, how it's done or you just uh, bring them here? Yeah, we really don't. This yeah. We can have people come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice part about this technology is it really fits into what the doctors do at all hospitals, including St. Mary, on a daily basis. The device itself goes through a very small catheter that's placed in one of the groin or arm vessels, so it's minimally invasive. There's no incisions. And all the same tubes and wires that we use for our other devices, we use for this as well. So there's no special setup. There's no uh, unique risk to this procedure. There's nothing else that needs to be done. It's simply a nice addition to what yeah. we already use to treat blood vessels. I remember <clears throat> getting a treat with the, where they're taking pictures where they're going through the femoral artery. This is about 1994. I had a cardiomyopathy. So a lot of times in cardiology, they're looking for what it's not. And, and trying to rule out stuff, you know that. And so they say, well, that's way too, that's overdone. But no, they rule, they want to rule everything out. And they were taking pictures, and I had to be on my back for 
for 12 hours and couldn't move. Now, it's basically nothing. You're moving right on there. So that's the one thing I can remember about that cath- yeah, and again, catheter. That's part of those technological improvements Advances, that you were yeah. referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. We used to do all these procedures through the groin. Nowadays, and you're going to see this really explode in the next wrist. 18 months to yeah. two years, yeah. the vascular procedures for the legs are going to be done through the wrist, mm-hmm. just like the heart procedures are. One company is actually coming up with a special line of products. So they're longer catheters and longer longer sheaths so we can actually put the tube in the wrist, get down to a blockage as far down as your kneecap from your wrist, and be able to treat all of that. And exactly like you're saying, no more laying on your back for four to six hours. The tube comes out of the wrist when you're done. We put a little band on your wrist, and normally people are ambulatory in two to three hours. Yeah, because you want activity. You want to get back to activity. That's that's how the clot's uh, form and all the other stuff. So you're really uh, fighting it on many different fronts. You know, it's the intravascular lithotripsy. Intravascular lithotripsy. Lithotripsy. Oh my goodness, it's uh, it's tough to say, but easier to perform, probably, right? So yeah, yeah yes, it is. <laughs> and the nicest part about it is, once the doctor is able to get uh, to identify the blockage, yeah, actually get something across the blockage, like a wire. Mm-hmm. We then open the blockage up no matter how calcified with a small balloon just to give us a little working room the device then gets delivered over the wire there's no drilling there's no blades involved Uh, and once the device is there we gently inflate this balloon to a very low pressure that's one of the big advantages of this in that we don't have to traumatize the artery it just gently opens the artery up and when you push the device's activation button, those lithotripsy waves will mechanically start to crack open the plaque. It'll fissure it Mm. and allow the balloon to slowly open more and more at the same atmosphere. And what that will do is increase the amount of lumen or blood flow through that area that has been restricted. Seems like very minimal invasive, but it seems to, everything seems to be in in shape there. And it's probably, probably a um, when you think about it, yeah, it seemed one step to, do, to, to step two is it seems like a pretty easy process. Yeah, and not we, very long, maybe, and not very a long uh, uh, procedure to do. It is a procedure yeah. that can be relatively quick. It's usually mm-hmm. completed within uh, forty-five minutes to an hour. Uh, no incisions are required. Uh, you never want to call any medical procedure. No, I'm not easy. saying that. But uh, All right. yeah. um, but in terms of risk, it's a very yeah. low risk procedure. And one of the nice parts about this device is they have studied it in a medical trial, and the risk of some serious complication is no higher than for any routine endovascular procedure. Right. Oh, and we're talking with Dr. David Drucker from St. Mary's Cardiology. We're in the arena. We're coming back. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, Call 1-844-7-SAINT-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. 
The life of a Philly sports fan is a wild ride. Some years we triumph. Some years we trust. What never changes year after year is how we get to the game shoulder to shoulder with our fellow fans on SEPTA. On the way to the tailgate, the tip-off, face-off, or first pitch, the Broad Street Line takes us from our homes to our home fields and back again. Yeah, the life of a Philly sports fan is a wild ride, but win or lose, we ride together. Get your ride started at iSeptaPhilly.com. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Uh, our heart is really in it today, I can tell you that much, as we talk to Dr. David Drucker, interventional cardiologist at St. Mary's Heart Center and Vascular Center. Get the big new treatment out there. Uh, doctor, you said most of the, your patients are you know, 65 and older and have had some other issues, which leads to this issue, but you can really get in there and uh, and do some good things. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's always important to know the patients you're taking mm. care of mm. and also to exhaust any and all conservative care before an invasive procedure is offered. In this case, people with peripheral artery disease have similar risk factors for those with heart disease. And that's why St. Mary has a team approach in the heart and vascular center. From our perspective, we tend to see people above the age of 65, people who are or used to be smokers, uh, oftentimes people uh, with wounds on their feet or infections on their legs that aren't healing well with Mm. conservative care. But it's always important to talk to your physician before being referred for an invasive procedure because what we always recommend for patients is good control of blood pressure, good control of your cholesterol. Obviously, smoking cessation is always very helpful. Mm. And then another thing we're very proud of at St. Mary is that we're offering peripheral vascular rehabilitation for people who have leg symptoms whose limbs are not threatened, but simply want to walk more without discomfort. Weaken, and be- yeah, the weakening, yeah, muscle weakness, sure. That's yeah. exactly right. So yep. the symptoms tend to be foot or calf cramping when you walk mm. that goes away with rest. And just like with the heart, if, God forbid, you have a heart attack, you get cardiac rehabilitation. When you have leg blockages now, the first treatment in addition to medications is a supervised peripheral vascular rehabilitation program. All you need to be enrolled in the program at St. Mary is symptoms, mm-hmm. maximal medical therapy with your doctors, and then some study that says that you have vascular disease, usually just something called an ankle brachial index, which is a simple test where you measure the blood pressure in your arm, compare it to your ankle, and if there's a big difference, a correlation, yeah. theoretically you could have blockages. At the St. Mary's Rehab Center, we're able to put you on a supervised walking program with experts in the field that have tailored an exercise program to improve the distance you can walk without stopping. And it's been medically shown that it's not just good for your heart, but it can also help you walk three times the distance you do now without pain if you complete a three-month exercise program. Uh, Today would not be a good day to be walking. uh, No. You know, but... uh, (laughs) Indoor at 70 degrees at some, your health club would be good. You know, the, the thing about the, the walking part, I remember you know, after, uh, my dad had surgery and he said it, he, was, he had cramps. He felt like there was a golf ball in his calf, you know, and that's probably the, 
I guess you can describe it that way, the cramps and everything else. I and think that's a great description. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've uh, heard people just simply call it a tiredness. Yeah. Some people do actually feel it like a golf ball or yeah. almost a fist in their calf muscle. Yeah. The most classic thing is that it doesn't just happen all of a sudden. It doesn't just happen when you're lying there or sitting there. It happens with activity. You stop and it goes away within five minutes. Then when you start to exercise again, the same exact thing happens. Yeah. Right? yeah. Those yeah. reproducible symptoms, I describe it to my patients as a kink in the gas line. Yeah. yeah that's right. Or right. the garden hose there. Yes, one of those kind of things. That's yeah. exactly right. You're yep. fine until you do a certain amount. But once Over you that, get past a certain demand for energy, your body there. starts to say, I don't have enough oxygen, and you get cramping. And that's where these procedures yeah. can really be helpful. You are talking about peripheral artery disease, PAD. That's where you're talking about. And and you're probably, you're the specialist, and you get referred up, and physicians, and you're working with other specialists as well who have, before you even see this patient, you probably have a dossier, whether it's diabetic involved or past surgeries taken or certain familial history, congenital kind of, you probably have the whole dossier before before I even make a move, right? Absolutely. Yeah. One yeah. of the things about peripheral artery disease is that there's an awareness, just like with heart disease from many yeah. years ago and up to date. So you have podiatrists mm -hmm. who are now wonderful in our community. They don't just take care of wounds on your feet, but they also check your circulation. And if they find somebody who they feel by examination doesn't have good pulses, or they see some signs of decreased circulation, one of the classic ones would be loss of hair on your lower leg, mm -hmm. then they'll send them for vascular tests, and often that mm -hmm. person will end up seeing a vascular surgeon or an interventional cardiologist Amazing. to assess their circulation. Right. In, in, the, in the process, after it's all over, and a lot of times, hey, uh, we've had other uh, uh, people in here and talking about the importance of nutrition at the same time, right? I mean, yeah, this that could also be a, a component of all that, all the, a PAD, right? So, yeah, um, you know, when it's all said and done, there has to be some some moderation made, some uh, adjustments made, and you're worried Absolutely. about salt and everything else too, right? We do all yeah. the same risk factors yeah. for heart and vascular disease increase your risk of developing peripheral artery mm. disease, not just in the leg arteries, but also, God forbid, in the neck arteries, which can cause strokes. So aside from smoking cessation, we always recommend a heart-healthy diet. The most recommended diet that's out there is called the DASH mm. diet, D-A-S-H. It's a very famous diet and a diet that actually is uh, one that doctors get tested on because it's been shown to reduce your risk of diabetes, reduce your risk of having heart attacks and strokes, and improve your blood pressure. Yeah. And that diet's available online. Uh, there are actually books written about it. There's websites on it. But the diet is exactly as you were referring to, which is low cholesterol, low salt, yeah. a diet that's high in chicken, fish, turkey, uh, stay away from red meats, all the foods we like, salty foods, yep. ice creams, sugary foods, sure. and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah, I mean, you, if anything, it's going to be very minimal, to say the least. But, yeah, you're looking at a lot of stuff. You're treating numbers, too. I mean, that's I hate to say it, but that's what you're looking at numbers and, and trying to work that way. Yeah, and the and the, the dietary issue, the, also there's other issues, too, which, you know, you're working like a minefield. I mean, you're yeah, the diet's great, but you can't have, if you're on Coumadin, 
you stay away from the leafy greens and then the grapefruit juice and that kind of stuff and then and if you're on blood thinners right and if they get to you they have to stop those before your surgery so you have to you're you're constantly like all right before we get to the main event a lot of other stuff going on too right yeah oftentimes people have three four or more things that the doctor wants to work on before any invasive procedure is even considered and what i try and tell patients is we've identified three or four things but let's pick goals Mm. because i don't know about you or anybody else but if you give me three or four things to do at once (laughs) it's hard to get them all done yes all right but if you give somebody one thing to achieve or maybe two all right. Mm-hmm. It really increases their chances of crossing the finish line. You know, yeah. smoking cessation is the best example. The goal's realistic. Is the what goal's you're realistic. Yeah. Smoking cessation is one of the hardest things in the world to do. And so when I talk to patients about stopping smoking, it's not just about the medicines or, or alternative therapies. It's really about focusing on doing that one thing mm-hmm. and seeing if we can be successful. True. And we're talking to Dr. David Drucker in the arena today, interventional cardiac St. Mary, and will intervene again when we come back. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, Call 1-844-7-SAINT-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. I'm Jean Coyle, President and CEO of Penn Community Bank, the second largest mutual in Pennsylvania and the 20th largest in the country. We have built a powerhouse community bank with banking, investments, and insurance. We have the technical expertise of those other banks, but we operate under a structure that has no outside stockholders and no quarterly earnings pressure. We have business lending, cash management, and up-to-date technology. You should bank here. Learn more about us at PennCommunityBank.com. Hi, this is the Wayne Majors of the Commonwealth Eagle football team. Watch our games, video stream live at WBCBSports.com. And Facebook brought to you by Aria Jefferson Health, Finney McGee's, and Commonwealth Eagle High School. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. That's right, the good doctor is here, Dr. David Drucker. Interventional cardiologist, St. Mary Medical Center, Heart and Vascular Center. New treatment, a lot of great results, and some. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting now, doctor, from the, the patients who have undergone sort of your best testimony, right, for when it's all over? Yeah, we have gotten really enthusiastic feedback. One of the nicest parts about this, especially when you treat vascular disease that's symptomatic Mm. in patients who've tried their best with all forms of non-invasive therapy is once you open the blood vessel and they get a good result their symptoms are markedly improved and in many cases completely resolved right Uh, managing condition and curing has a it's a different ball game altogether that's exactly right and we never tell a vascular patient they're cured because when you have atherosclerotic disease, it's a lifetime battle. You want to make sure you do all the things that you've pointed out already in terms of lifestyle modification and medications to try and stay out of the hospital and prevent any problem like a heart attack or a stroke. So when we deal with people with peripheral artery disease, we always complement them 
after the procedure is done, they feel better, they're more active, they can do more things than maybe they've done in years, we always sit them down and point out to them, this is where you should be taking advantage of really getting yourself in the best shape you've been in over the last 10 years. You know, uh, as a cardiologist doctor for so long, it's, it seems like every cardiologist I've had to deal with and at least have dri- driven home a point is whatever is going on, You the, the, the bottom line is, you want to prevent stroke. It seems like that's the one. I mean, you're taking this because you have a risk of stroke. You're doing this because you have a risk of stroke. It seems like that is always seems to be the end game with stroke involved. And I get that because they say well, if you have a stroke, that means you're done. You know, you can have other stuff and manage it, but with stroke, that's that's it. And and they're they're. That's the that is the the bottom line on all this stuff too is prevention of stroke, isn't it? I would say heart yeah. attack and stroke. stroke. Yeah. When I talk to vascular patients, what I tell them is the number one reason a vascular patient dies in the next five years once they're diagnosed is that they have a heart attack. Yeah. But stroke is the number one thing that debilitates them, because when you have a stroke. It's an amazing consequence. You can sometimes not be able to speak. You can speak in a poor fashion. You can have a hard time communicating with the outside world or understanding things. Loss of mobility on one side of your body. Exactly. Loss of feeling. And those things and the way that that impacts the next decade plus of your life is really dramatic. So we always emphasize reducing your overall cardiovascular risk and stroke reduction certainly is one of those yeah, things. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, I think the, the gospel there is, hey, we, there's nothing a sure thing, but we could certainly uh, put the percentages in your favor. You're working on the percentages now. And with this new technique and more uh, and more great results coming up there, you can really move on from there. Is there something else on the Docket that could be coming your way there at the St. Mary's? Something uh, something could be brewing here? Well, a few things that we've been discussing. The first, which we should have access to relatively shortly, is this new line of catheters and wires that allow us to treat uh, vascular disease minimally invasively from the wrist. Mm, that's something that's that one. is just being released and something that St. Mary will be heavily involved with. There are other therapies that we've been talking about. There's actually a way to image the inside of an artery without using any dye at all, which is wonderful for people with kidney problems. Oftentimes we have to use a gas now, but there is a technology out there where you can actually go ahead and identify a blockage using intravascular ultrasound or something called optical coherence tomography, where you can actually see the inside of the blood vessel, and if somebody has a blockage, try and make your way through it without using any dye at all. So for vascular patients who often have kidney problems, this is a therapy that can be very useful moving forward. St. Mary also has some of that stuff available now, but in terms of the optical coherence tomography, it's something we're in active discussions about and may be available in the future. Wow. And you almost had a double whammy there. That's even better. Yeah, because it seems like they're so interrelated, and if you knock out one, you could probably knock out another. And that's that's the beauty of it too. It's a multiple, multiple pronged uh, uh, treatment, which and provides some some big time results too. 
I think one of the best things about working at St. Mary with the Vascular Center over the past 20 years has been the ability for the physicians and practitioners, Mm. the administration, and our support staff to all sit together, look at the problems we're dealing with, and really look at these new technologies objectively and critically to see what can benefit the community. And we all support each other and try and do the best we can for the patients who allow us to care for them. Yeah, you see the teamwork all the time and and how the gears mesh pretty well. And and people have been there for quite some time kind of know how to, how to advance that process. And uh, and you being there now almost 20 years, doctor, you get a chance to throw your input in there as well. So you have a, have a voice a little bit, right, in what goes on and how you'd like to uh, how to like to implement what you were doing? Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the lithotripsy device we're talking about today came out of my discussions with administration about a particular patient need. Mm-hmm. We went, we analyzed the product, felt it was a good fit for the hospital, and that's how we became the first in the region in Mercer and Bucks County to use it. And, yeah, and with the big-time results, and now now with all the test results and all the uh, patients recovering, how, what kind of testimony do you get from the ones, that, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, restoring of function? Uh, I mean, uh, walking, just traveling, being more active, being more confident. It's, uh, their diets are better. They're sleeping better. There's a whole domino effect when things were rolling in your in your favor right it's a cascade and we call that improvement in quality of life right right? and that's really what we're looking for is to improve people's longevity but also their quality of life well you know for more information you visit stmaryhealthcare.org front slash heart to get more information Uh, dr drucker is literally right there up front up close and personal with a lot of great things that are going on and maybe more on the horizon as well as they kind of integrate with other departments. You know, you're talking about uh, prevent, uh, uh, management of diabetes and all these other things. You can sort of kind of interact with all the other different departments, doctor, and find out a lot of different things that go on all at the same time, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, probably one of the things is is maybe not need for medications as much anymore with with the outcome, right? So, um you know, less uh, less pills to take. It's got to be a better result, right? For, it's always a yeah. multidisciplinary approach. Yep. The biggest thing is the patient, mm. right? If you exercise, diet, take care of yourself, you can lose weight, you can come off medications. It's always a nice way to work together as a team for improved patient outcomes. That's true. That's right. It all is in there. And Yep, and then when it gets down to the afterwards, it's you're not home free. You're constantly, how long am I going to do this for the rest of your life, right? So do they have to come back to you for, for periodic checkups, doctor, for uh, after it's all done to, to, to sort of get the update on where they're going from? They do. Their, I think yeah. it's always good to get an objective look at how you're doing as a patient in mm-hmm. terms of your risk factor modification. And then usually we don't just follow symptoms for these minimally invasive interventions. We usually do an ultrasound test about three to six months after the procedure to look for signs that you might have some early signs of reblocking, and then usually once a year just to make sure that the patient's doing well. Yeah, one of the things, too, is uh, we've we've been up to St. Mary's a few times. We have the jogging for joints and the replacement, and now with all the test cases and all the results you get, it actually helps the next wave of patients with support groups and information they can get to move forward, so it actually paving the way for the next round of patients to be uh, to be helped it has kind of that uh, 
a kind of recycling kind of thing going on there with the it information. Does, yeah, it does absolutely, and we also feel that that's one of the benefits of the cardiology and vascular mm-hmm. rehabilitation program. When you go to a program like that, you're able to meet people with the same disease process, exercise with them, hear about their experiences. Yep. You bond together as you move through the process of improving your outcomes for this process, and you can help others that just start the program and patients tend to find this to be a really rewarding and beneficial experience. No question about that. So paving the way for the next round. And, well, maybe down the road we're going to see in here again talking about some other great, uh, exciting procedures and with great results and moving forward here uh, for the next, who knows, next 20 years that you'll be at uh, at St. Mary's. Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you, and thank you for the, the time and the knowledge out there. Dr. David Drucker, interventional cardiologist, is our guest, St. Mary. Center Heart and Vascular Center, new treatment for blockages in leg arteries and a lot of great things happening. And you heard it here on WBCB on the St. Mary Healthline, Wednesdays at 9 o'clock.